Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 26. So, we have Rob on this episode. He's only slightly elusive. Some people haven't seen his rig very often. Other people... I've seen his rig plenty of times. I've ridden in his rig. We've broken his rig. Literally seen it one time. Yeah, exactly. Richie's never seen it. I don't know. Cody, have you seen it? I just said I've seen it one time. Oh, yeah, at Badlands, you guys all saw it Wait. at least once. No, that was my first time, actually, now that I think about it. That was my first and only time of seeing it. And it wow. Yeah, you know, it didn't do anything Same cool, here. so I, I wasn't missing much beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wasn't, it's just my Jeep couldn't make it up the cool trails to see where yours was doing the cool stuff. That's all, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so. I'm, I'm actually pretty sure I've seen his wife's Jeep more than his own rig. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely. But <laughs> yeah, so Jucket's just one of several of your projects that you either have had or are working on now or so guess... right now there's actively uh technically four because even though we're driving Fireball, it's still a project. Hmm. Jesus. Yeah. I just got the newest edition, which is a 85 Dodge Power Ram Prospector. What? A what? 85 Dodge Power Ram Prospector. Yeah, it's a pretty cool truck. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to do some towing and stuff like that. And, um, and this is yours? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It's got a uh, Mopar Performance crate motor in it, a TCI Torque Flight 727. It's uh, seven and a half so inches of lift. I'm going to bring the height down a little bit because I'm going to tow with it. This thing's cool. So is it not just a D250? It's a D150, but it's the power ram, so it's the heavy half ton. Oh, So that means it's got eight lug? Ass. No, it's still nope. five lug. Yep. Okay. It's love cool. it, Dodge. I don't love I'm... it. They do the same shit that Ford does with the interesting like half-year shit or fucking two-year production runs gotta love it so So the cool part about the prospector is the spare tires mounted in front of the grill what (laughs) what i did not see that in the photos i just did you have this thing in your driveway no it's at my buddy's house i I just picked it up last sunday okay and i got to do a couple things to it to make it um roadworthy got to clean it up and uh redo the exhaust it had been sitting for a little bit that's easy (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's super easy it was it was my brother's he built it uh probably six years ago i gotta uh bring the height down a little bit it's it's silly tall <laughs> what, size what happened to the um it was oh. it's seven and a half inches of lift and it had 35s on it i'm gonna bring it down probably three inches and put 33s on it nice. why not leave okay. the 35s on it or leave because i'm gonna tow with it. it okay and i don't want to re-gear it right now and depending on the the rim size, it'd be kind of hard to find a load E for like a thirty five. It's if it's sitting on like a fifteen or something, that would be hard to find. Well, that should be five on five and a half, so that wouldn't be that hard to find a set of seventeens for it. Nope, uh, that's actually what I'm working on. There's some there's some funny stories behind the truck. It was sitting on my brother's land in Woodstock, Connecticut, and somebody stole the wheels and tires off of it. <laughs> oh, he found found him on Craigslist, and the Connecticut State Police went out and recovered him for him put him back on the truck. The truck was still sitting on the land. And then, don't you know, somebody stole them again. What? <laughs> Probably same kid. 
Yeah, probably, but he, they were advertised in a different town, so Troop D couldn't, they didn't want to deal with the bullshit of going back and forth with the town that they were in and blah, 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 so they were never recovered the second time. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't you love scummy people? Oh, aren't they great? They guess they, the worst part is somebstole the damn ram off the hood. I'm a little disappointed no. in that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I'm hoping one of my friends can maybe 3D print me one. I, I might be able to, to help yet. you with that. Uh, so funny story about that. My dad had a D250 with the Cummins in it, and it was one of the first production or like the first production years of it. Well. The truck died in a car crash where it got hit in the side and it got hit so hard that it spun the logo on the hood around. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, and it bent the rear axle and the leaf springs tacoed to the side. Oof. But saved my life. So they're good trucks. I got nothing against them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about it. It's like, it's a cool old truck and. It's so, like I said, it was sitting, but we fired the thing right up, shut it down so I could get wheels and tires loaded on the trailer, went back, literally just tapped it, and it fired right back up. That's wow, awesome. Nice. Holy shit. So are you saying no uh, ballerina van for Badlands this year, or are you still doing no. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please just use that for Badlands? <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can, but we're trying not to use the dance school box truck this year. It was great they let us use it last year. You know, during COVID, they couldn't have any competitions or anything like that, but they're back into competitions now. Oh, so. gotcha, gotcha. They use that to move the costumes and props and all that stuff. They Imagine that, not, living. Not just that, was, that was 110% one of the top moments for me at Badlands that entire weekend was seeing you bear killing it going up that hill. <laughs> <laughs> and all I see is a fucking ballerina on the side of the van. Bright pink, too. <laughs> that's awesome you must have gotten some cool looks going down the highway um i wouldn't say cool looks i'm a 40 year old bearded dude driving a dance school box truck <laughs> it was more like creeped out looks <laughs> yeah exactly I, I wanted to tint the windows i felt creepy driving around in the thing <laughs> Oh shit! All right, All so right. give us a give us a little bit of a background, Rob. Oh, whoa, what, what? whoa, 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 whoa! We were covering yeah. rigs, and we only got through the prospector. Okay, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. So that's next. Background is next. Yeah. So, Excuse um, me. what would you call the rolling abortion that we know as Jucket? Do you like to tell that backstory? <clears throat> well, Jucket started its life as a '97 two-door Tahoe. I okay. needed a vehicle, and my friend said, hey, I got a truck for you. So he brings it up to me on a trailer. I put it on the lift, and don't you know, it's not safe for the road. <laughs> so I called him up, and I said, Dan, I said, do you want this truck back? I can't use it for driving on the street. It needs way too much work. Or do you want me to do something stupid with it? He said, by all means, do something stupid with it. <laughs> so we cut it up, put a set of Super Duties under it, three-link front, four-link rear, 231, 300 transfer cases, full cage, um, seats, harnesses, everything. So I have uh, to ask, how does it feel to know that Graham has a cooler transfer case than you? Um, I don't have cool. I don't have Grembo money, so <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Nobody does. <laughs> well, my, my question, Rob, is 
did your friend give you chuck it or did you buy it? No, he gave me the truck. Oh no shit. Yeah, it was a free truck. We I got some funny videos of uh when we decided that we, it was time to cut it up to start breaking the glass out of it. And you know, Keith being Keith decides he's gonna throw a you know three pound hammer through one of the windows and throws it right over the truck. <laughs> Is there I have one question though. Is there any way to break a window? besides taking a three-pound hammer and yeeting it through both of them at the same time? Because that's Actually, what I did on the uh, ducky. Is. So I took a Super Duty rotor and threw it through the windshield. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> same shit. idea. Yep, yep. That. So, First one missed and dented the roof line, and then the second one was good. <laughs> so have you done anything cool with it like i don't know stickies or you know oh, no currently it's a disastrous lines? currently it's a disastrous mess um <laughs> i had a pretty rough rat's nest of wiring and i went to go clean that up and then um this was like october and uh all of a sudden the truck wouldn't start <laughs> weeding the harness so i said okay time to redo this and i'm only going to rewire it once so I moved the sliders in and up six inches, took three inches out of the height of the cage after cutting the rest of the cab away, cut the back half of the frame off, and then found a crack in the frame, so it's time to start over. I'm building, uh, going to build a tube chassis, take my good axles and good parts that I have for this, and uh, be in better shape. I'm looking at LS, Turbo 400, 241, 205 transfer cases. Solid go. setup. So yep. how many times did you actually go out in the jacket? Because I only lot. know two times. A lot. He went out a lot. Okay. So just not with us. Or whenever he went out. Or he'd go out before. I'll let you tell the story. He'd always <laughs> go out and then break. And then... So yeah, if oh. I went out and broke and then I couldn't make it the next weekend. But no, I was out. We were out quite a bit with it. Um, I'm also in two other clubs other than Backyard Built with you guys. Well, yeah, I, I know that. I, I I just didn't know actually how much you, it got out. Oh, a lot. Um, it saw Jericho twice. It saw Field and Forest probably a dozen times. It was at Badlands at least four or five times. Okay. A bunch of other little properties. It's run every trail, including all of the new Reds at Brookridge. The Reds at Brookridge are zesty. I can't wait. Yeah, they're they're a good time. That property is uh, coming into its own, and it's it's got some good obstacles, and and it's a good day for everybody. You know, when we host our open runs, and we got everybody from stock, you know, brand new JLUs to full blown two buggies going out there having a good time, all on the same piece of property. It's pretty awesome. That it is. Um, are there any other rigs? Because I think you were doing something with the Toyota, but I can't remember off the top of my head what happened with that. <laughs> so we bought a, a Toyota with a bad back half of the frame to build a buggy for Melissa. But then after being out last year and her seeing how many people had started with Truggies and had changed them and then gone to full tube, we decided the best thing for her is we're actually going to probably start with a chassis like wide open designs or bent fab for her mm -hmm. and okay. got eliminated the toyota project luckily i found a friend that wants to build a, a truggy for his wife so the toyota is going to live on just in somebody else's family so 
What are your thoughts on the rock lizard stuff? Because those chassis look really nice. Just mm -hmm. a curiosity point. I haven't seen one in person, but there's, I and I don't remember which model it is, but I showed a picture to Melissa, and I absolutely love the lines of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what does it for me. And I'm Mr. Like, I like crude, but even to me, the lines on that are just like, damn, girl. She got yes. curves. The one cool thing about like the rock lizard for me was when I was talking with Luke about building a buggy, I wanted to go with the Toyota based buggy and they literally sell everything to do it. Like between the four link mounts, having like pre welded in uh, motor mounts to transmission mounts for it. Like it was pretty impressive that they were uh, like that. They didn't just go, okay, here's this, have fun with it. Like they actually kind of took the next step. It was like, we have this option as well. If you're going this route, which is pretty rad. Um, most of the chassis companies have that sort of option where you can order oh, cool. it for LS mounts or, small block Chevy mounts. Um, a lot of them offer Toyota mounts cool. and suspension link geometry can, and link mounts can already be in those chassis. Some of them even sell them as full rollers Holy where you shit. can order your axles directly from them as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing insane. I got to say is I'm kicking myself cause, uh, K pop had a rear engine ls chassis just sitting in his shop that he was ended up cutting up i should have bought that fucking thing for like <laughs> that would have yeah, been he wasn't dumb. asking a lot for it no i think it was like 400 to me god damn it you yeah, so, told some me. shit like that uh at that point in time cody we were in the middle of doing your build so I wasn't going to uh, tell you jack shit because I, I was already <laughs> balls deep. I don't think we were even in the middle of it. I think we were making plans on like no, actually starting the No, we were the in the middle of that because my Jeep had left. We had just done the shock hoops and I went up there because I had a couple questions for him. And that was right when we had pulled his stuff in. So like we were yeah, doing okay, stiffeners. Okay, yeah. So has Cody learned how to drive, or is he still getting outwheeled by his girlfriend and her TJ? Wow! Ooh. I mean, I, I still you're gonna can't have drive. to come on more. I mean, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> fucking throwing some fucking shit right over the fucking fence. That's you know, that's two guests now that have talked shit about me and Caitlin being better than me. Ryan, Ryan also said that she was gonna be on tons before I am. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Speaking of which, well, she know what to do with them. That motherfucker yeah. right there just texted me and he said, Hey man, get your shit done. I saw the pictures of yours sitting on the coilovers. You need to get out wheeling. No, we don't. Uh, but, no. So yeah. no, I, I still don't know how to drive to be to I just kinda try putting my tires places and if it doesn't work then I skiddy pedal until I blow like body panels out and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, is going out and having a good time. Absolutely. So, so, oh, okay, sorry. Okay. Well, we're, we're missing one more rig. He didn't yeah. have to talk about it. Actually, there's two. You lied oh, to us. You said there was four. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't counting the Toyota because that project had been put to the side until we could oh, buy our listen, man, chassis. You're like <laughs> trying to follow a boulder rolling downhill. You never know which way it's going to go other than it just goes down. Yeah, we got, <laughs> well... We got Fireball out here. Um, mm -hmm. Just put RCVs in the front. Still don't have a front locker. <laughs> Work, working on that. 
Jesus fucking Christ, you went out and you bought RCVs, but you can't find 250 bucks for a fucking Aussie? Bro, I paid a few hundred dollars for the RCVs. It was a no-brainer deal. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> still retort to my statement. Having RCVs and all that's fancy, but like... If you can't get fucking power to the ground, what difference does it make if you got fancy axle shafts? Uh, fucking JK people. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fair. The JK is still Melissa's daily driver, so we can't go crazy with that anyways. We do a lot of greens and blues and some blacks with it. Okay, Mr. Trail Scab, with fucking, what was that thing, Lazarus? I remember that because it was like my <laughs> second fucking weekend out with you guys. And I'm sitting here in my fucking semi-tube chassis rig waiting for this fucking jackass to get up the fucking rock ledge in front of me, spinning 37s open, open. And then being like, I'm king motherfucking shit, I made it up that. And we're like, dude, it took you a half hour for what the rig behind you took 30 seconds on. Well, I was open, open. I had two spare tires that day, too. I was carrying a spare tire for somebody else, so I had unnecessary weight. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. That's my XJ's nickname is unnecessary weight, so I don't want to hear. <laughs> you are unnecessary weight. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I go commit seppuku. <laughs> Wait, no, I thought it was Sudoku. Is that the, the number game? That's, that's the number, the number game. game. Seppuku is where you <laughs> cut your guts out. Uh, no. I, pre I prefer the number game. <laughs> right? Jesus. All right, so then what are the other two? Or, well, other so, one now. You're leaving one hanging. We picked up a YJ for short money. Because why? I have my pickup truck. I now have a new, a new to me pickup truck that I'm going to be driving regularly. But I don't have a Jeep to just jump in and no roof, no doors, and cruise. So we picked up a cheap YJ. It's getting a little lift. It's going to go on JK axles. And it's got a. Um, Hey, man, yeah, I got a JK44 sitting down at my shop that nothing's <laughs> happened with for, like, fucking no. seven months. We'll Funny. just yeet that thing right out the door. Funny enough. A rear? I, was... I need that. Well, no. I have because... a front. I don't have a rear right now. See, now that's the problem. I have a rear, not a front. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was just talking to Caitlin about this today because we were going to buy Craig's uh, Dana 30 and a 44 rear, but after kind of going through the bullshit, it makes more sense for her to just – stick with the plan that she was originally going with so i mean technically if you want the rear we could probably work something out but what was what was the plan like um just to do a, she was gonna do a dana 44 front but then we realized that they're a thousand fucking dollars so there's literally no point to that so then we're just gonna do a jk30 with a jk44 rear and then set it up so that we can slap it under hers and run it on 37s 37s yeah uh, so and you know i build these for a living no, I have I lots know. of people <laughs> that I explain to them. If you trust Sleeve Gusset, a Dana, th a JK Dana 30, run yep. Kamali shafts and yep. a reasonable gear ratio, mm -hmm. I will guarantee that axle to 37s. Yeah, and that's something that Luke has actually uh, been a big uh, proprietary proponent proponent for. English. I didn't do well in school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Landscaper. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Where's Dan? Well, I'm a glorified landscaper, okay? I don't, I don't cut grass, fuckers. Anyway, and that's, and that's the thing because she only wants to go 37s. I mean, like, we literally go on blues, and when it gets mildly, like, off kilter, she starts freaking out. So I know she's never really going to run any crazy blacks. 
So that's something that Luke was like, dude, there's no point going tons. You might as well build a set it's, of JK axles and run it and have fun with it. Like all you're doing is reducing your ground clearance for for a strength you don't need. Yep. And so ask Luke about offense. running and Graham about 37s on tons. How much? Oh, I will 120 percent stand by it. I will run 37s on tons before I run 35s on a Dana 30 again. Because but, you like chasing but... Colin with the rev limiter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I rest my case. I'm an idiot. I wholeheartedly own up to it. Actually, I do have a question for Rob. Do they? Do you know if they make a like TJ to yes. Waggy 44 swap? No. Yeah, that's the problem. They is, make uh, a the TJ kid... to a Waggy 44 swap 120. Uh, Barnes rear. Oh wait, no, rear. that's right. Oh, Front, they do. For the no, rear, the rear. rear is really simple because you can get away with just throwing a generic truss on there and throwing brackets in if you know how to run a yeah. tape measure. Well, that's. I'm, something... I'm pretty sure I saw one when I was looking because I had that Gladiator and I was talking, thinking about trussing the, the stock 44s that are under that. Mm-hmm. I believe, uh, who was I think it was Artec offers a Waggy 44 to TJ or XJ. So CJ, does uh, Barnes. Trust Barnes. And yep. uh, Artec and Moto, but everyone's got front, on that fucking train. the rear. The rear is the only one that, like, because we Dude, had the a pre- pretty good you, week. This kid had a pretty good deal on a set of axles that he was offering to me. So the already geared, already had WK knuckles onto it. It came with hydro assist. Um came with a few other things and he was and he was offering them the 44 rear that was already geared to the same has a locker in it had a pretty cool swap might i add it is honda accord front like a 98 honda accord front calipers with um i've heard of this and then it's like uh if i remember right it's either a toyota um break over the it's a it's a oh it was for him it was a yj Okay, it, dude, these fuckers are big. Like the rear brakes oh, yeah. on this thing, I was like surprised. Like, and he was offering to it for a good price, but when I was looking, I'm like, fuck. I mean, it's gonna cost her another six hundred dollars just in parts to get this forty four to work, or we could get a cheap um JK thirty and build it for like probably the same price, and I'm gonna buy these and be more capable. So it's kind of something that we're tossing up. But do you still need a front JK axle? Yes. I have one. Well, I'll come and get it. <laughs> 100 bucks. It's yours. Sealed. I don't even care if it's stripped. I just want the housing. I'm pretty and sure the- it's I'm pretty sure it's knuckle to knuckle. You'll need unit bearings and brakes, uh, the- but Oh geez, no. I can't do that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, absolutely. I will I will gladly gladly come up and get it. But um anyways, we can get back to your story. It's not about me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the YJ is just going to be a calm, like, bebop around town, go get ice cream, you know, low center of gravity cage, 30s. 35s. Nope, JK um, Axel, bro. JK Axel. JK Axel's 42s. No. <laughs> Set of stakies. No four cylinder because, you know, <laughs> we just got to pop them angry squirrels. It's it's a four cylinder. And like a I said. Speed, oh, so. no. That'll be Just fun keep... to drive, though, you know? Like, that'll, that'll be a good cruiser. Like, get them throwbacks to my first Jeep. My first Jeep was an 88 YJ four-cylinder five-speed. 
Well, um, and I guess that that right there would be an excellent segue into how the hell did you get into this? Because if I remember correctly, you work at an off-road shop, you're in three clubs, you're on the board for our club, I'm pretty sure you're a founding member in another club, and then you're in one of the premier off-roading clubs in the area. Uh, yep. So back in 04, I saw YJ on the side of a road. It uh, needed some love, had needed brake lines and some other little things. And I picked it up for like $1,000, four-cylinder, five-speed, hard top, full doors, half doors, soft top, and bikini top. So I got that. I put a one-inch body lift in it. I threw it on some chrome craggers with some 31s. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, I did all the bad things that every noob does. And I went to my local, like, train tracks and other places I shouldn't have been. And then um, I started looking on forums and stuff to find where to go wheeling, and I ended up joining Underground Jeeps. And then um, shortly after that, Underground Jeeps became an NEA club, the um, Northeast Association of Four-Wheel Drive Clubs, back in 2005. Yo, you were a member of that? Shit, that yeah. was how I got my introduction to NEA clubs. Uh, what was it? It was Pat and uh, some other dude. Mike? Was Mike still there? I Mike was the president. I when just I was remember there. the trash can ZJ that the guy had. That thing was cool as shit. And that to <laughs> me was like holy crap, you can actually have a cool rig on a eight eight and a forty four and still have it be drivable. That was dude, like a mind blower to me at that point in time. Dude, when I started a waggy forty four and an eight eight was the build. There was no tons. There was, you know what I mean? Doing a spring over axle and a waggy 44 and throwing the 8.8 in the back because you could get disc brakes was the shit. You sound like, like that's what I now. wanted to do, but I was poor. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I spent, I say this every other fucking podcast at this point in time, but I spent more fucking money to keep my 44 and eight and a quarter going than I have spent to keep my one tons going with a much worse driving style. I think Kish can attest that I'm much more of a retard now. I was a different kind of retard before, but I'm worse now. <laughs> You're like same level, just 20 feet to the right. <laughs> just like my politics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Hey, man. We, we already we got the politics in here. We do avoid politics, help. but um, we already caught the explicit rating from YouTube, Apple, and Google. So <laughs> I wonder why that much. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> if I don't tag the podcast as explicit, Google gets mad at me and rejects it. I, I, I think it's because certain people in this podcast have a uh, terrible potty mouth. Are you fucking serious, you asshole? Me. Actually, I was fucking talking about myself. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I don't realize most of the time when I say fuck, but I say fuck a lot. You're gonna have to, now that you got the baby, you know, you're gonna have to start watching your mouth. Otherwise, the first word will be fuck. Seriously, I'm supposed to be the one that it teaches the kid all the bad words. <laughs> Boy, he's gonna know that shit long before you get the chance to. <laughs> Especially if I yeet off to the south. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you get a Power Wheels Jeep for the kid yet? 
dude, he's like, oh, he's not even two <laughs> weeks old yet. Of course, so get I it have. now. Start building. Of it. course, get, I yeah, exactly. Get some Milwaukee <laughs> batteries in there. <laughs> oh, that's I'm right. Actually... Don't the Milwaukee batteries soup those things up? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually in the process of getting my uh, 250cc quad fixed. So that way I can rip it apart and make a little cool thingy for him once he's, you know, five, six, seven years old. I don't think a 250 is the right idea for that. Nope, uh, I, I 120% support that. I will make a trip up to Connecticut to drop off my two bender to further this project if necessary. Perfect. I was going to need it. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. My uh, nine-year-old I'm... daughter keeps asking me to build her a buggy. <laughs> that'd be dope but i mean uh, yeah that, that's ex- that's the exact line of thought that i not have. a 250 though like what uh, it, honda no 1.8 okay yeah i mean the well, little civic motor it's small you get all no, the gearing into no. it yes 100 percent, dude that's so the only other option is a G25 with an AW4. That's too much weight. There's no depending on how big. Again, because the, I know. So right now, what I'm alluding to is the the idea that me and Richie had talked about at one point, being like like a crawler, like a little crawler that he's building out of a quad. Where a 250, a 250 quad, you're easily going to be able to hit what 40 miles an hour. You get not you with gear. gear limitations, along yep. with a governor. They don't have governors on 250s. You can yes, put governors. they do. And you can put one on. There's there's plenty know. of ways to do it. You can limit the travel of the of the, the I, throttle I, on the carburetor. You can limit the travel yeah. of a throttle pedal. You There's tons of ways to do it. But when you add all the gearing, it doesn't matter how much horsepower it has. Because it's just not, not going to go, go fast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be geared low. It would be governed somewhat but it's a big enough motor sat way by the time he's 12 13 maybe even 14 he could still use it yeah um cody you know chris from cam motors uh you met him at the shop he was uh back when it was two queers and a lift yes um he's big into (laughs) these guys legit had an auto shop called two queers and a lift and then they bought out a legitimate auto shop and moved all of their tools to that and they're opening up that's what happened yeah oh okay i thought he started up his own thing i didn't realize he bought out another place no they you were missing uh the last podcast there boyo because you had kid problems um But no, they bought out a shop in Bethlehem. And okay. so they uh, bought it. They took the customer base and everything else that comes along with it. But uh, to get back to the story, he's been building diesel trucks for quite a while. So I took him for a little ride in my Jeep and I dumped the clutch in first gear at probably 4,500 RPMs. And he said that legitimately that was one of the hardest launches he's had ever with 538s. And just a four liter with an AX15 in it compared to his diesel swaps because just like the torque and the gearing, I run out of steam ridiculously fast, but it's enough to throw you back in the seat real fucking quick if you just clutch dump the fuck out of it. So, yeah. What was the point of this story? Uh, We were talking about gearing (laughs) and the effects of gearing on top speed. (laughs) I I run out of top speed, but. Yeah, I'm just busting your balls. 
um i get it i just think i mean i don't know i've written many many different uh because my dad's been in the power sports industries for fucking 14 years so i've been able to kind of experience a lot and i think it just a 250 is aggressive they well, my, my whole idea cody was like i said it'd be something that he could grow up into as time went on but also it would prevent me having to you know, fucking motor swap it or fucking rebuild something new that'd every kinda, few years. That'd be kind of dope too, because you could just take the motor, put it sideways, and then create get custom drive shafts from like because you know the front it has actual drive shafts. Well, you mm-hmm. see, it it helps that he's a retard that has access to machine tools of the highest grade, so he can build adapters and put standard yeah. drive shafts right onto it and get that. Um, That'd be fucking cool. If I remember right, the quad's got a 5 to 1 in super low. So throw 5 to 1 in there with a set of 410s, you, and that thing's going to... Gonna... You're thinking about the other quad. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You said 250, and I thought back to the uh, Suzuki. The Suzuki. The... Yeah, no, the, it just has a 5-speed transmission. Okay. That's it. I'm yeah, but thinking. you make a custom drive shaft, go to a divorce transfer case, and you're golden. It, exactly. Add in a little bit of that Lincoln Electric Lightning and uh, perfection. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, less mini buggy talk. Keep going about your your adventures you've had. My adventures? Yeah, we were leaving off at the YJ. We totally derailed this freight train. Let's uh, (laughs) set another one up and send that one right off the tracks, too. I can tell this one's going to be one of those podcasts, and I'm loving it. <laughs> well, what do you not want to know about? My YJ was awesome. Until what I happened to the J10? An old Florida road. The J truck? Yeah. So I moved it because I needed to clean up my driveway, and it's at my friend's house right now. I still have it. Okay. I sold the motor out of it to another friend of mine who was bringing his scrambler back to life, and he wanted to keep it original. So 360 cool. out of a J truck, 360 into a scrambler. Ah. Cool. Hey, ah. not my Jeep. I plan Fucking... on putting a 60 LS in it anyways. So <laughs> there's that. But I mean, looking at everything, like with the Dodge coming into play and being closer to running. That was my concern. Was the yeah, Dodge so... going to take over? It is. I'm going to let the, the J-Truck go for now. It's, it's J-Trucks aren't what I truly want for a classic Jeep truck. I really mm-hmm. want a Willis truck. Yeah, yeah those are cool. So yeah. I'm going to get all my stuff situated with this Dodge and everything. And then once I'm not trying to build buggy A, buggy B, get this Jeep straight, get this Jeep straight, yep. <laughs> I'm going to find a relatively clean starting point for a Willis truck and then build that to be like super overlander is that the one that's like a cab over or is that a wc no that's an fc fc fuck. i would I kill like... to have an fc i love it built FC. with like a cummins drivetrain as a tope dude hauling up <laughs> that, would be, that yeah. would be insane <laughs> that would be rowdy oh. that would be my ideal right there four-door fc pulling buggies all I'm going to say is that no thank you I'm not allowed to touch because if I touch I'm going to just break everything <laughs> well, it's, they come pre-broken. I don't think I'm, there's anything on those on I, most. I'm of not there. allowed to touch because then I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's we were looking at converting a box truck to a camper to put on the front of a gooseneck trailer, and then using that box truck as the tow pig, mm-hmm. um, and 
because it's a dually to begin with. It's got, you know, pretty good weight ratings, throwing a Cummins in it with a six-speed manual. And I'm like, well, we have to cab swap it. I can't use the damn Chevy cab. It'll be stupid. <laughs> so there was talk about, you know, maybe doing this and, and finding an FC cab to make that dream a reality. And it would be so freaking badass. Yep. That would be oh my god that'd be aggressive i guess i'm just black pilled but i'm extremely content to just keep my boring ass f-250 and my lame ass cherokee well ford guys it's it's the way it is <laughs> i ain't even gonna argue all i'm gonna say is i fucking love that truck at this point i'm i'm in your boot you're your boot your boat your boot. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bar stinners <laughs> i'm in your boat for most of that but i the pipe dream of having a, a nice uh you know like a blinged out tow rig is 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 it's a nice thought it'll never happen but i'm not calling i'm not a bro i don't want to blinged out like comments look at my wheels let me fold my mirrors up like bullwinkle over here you know i'll be honest I want though. something that's cool as shit that people are like whoa i'll be honest yeah, though. yeah. something that's just like eye-catching right not what you would see like yeah different my, uh... like different my that. dream tow rig at this point in time is one very specific truck with a set of Super Duty axles under it, and that's a 400,000-mile Cummins that I grew up in. And that's the only other truck I would bother towing with at this point. And that would be the 250 you were talking about earlier? No, that would be... My dad's got a 400,000-mile Cummins. Um, it was the replacement truck gen. for the one that got smashed, so it's a second gen. And the thing's in really okay shape. It's just been let to sit because he's been having some health problems. So I really want to take it, put the cab mounts in it, uh, throw a set of Super Duties under it, and like restore it. because. But it's a second gen. Yeah, but like Ooh, I have hey, some some of us fucking love second gens here. Okay? I have... yikes. That's a big <laughs> yikes. He bought the truck. I'm just saying so, so I love Dodge and Chrysler and Mopar and everything. Like I love a lot of their vehicles. But the second gen? Ugh. Fuck off. Nah, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's about 300,000 miles of childhood in there because he bought it with 70,000 yeah. miles on it, and that truck right there is, like, sentimental to me. So throw That's a set it. That of... truck's got that expensive sentiment shit. Yeah, dude, that shit will cost you a fuck ton because I realized today while I'm sitting there fucking getting welt sparks raining down on my face, I managed to get one of them up my fucking nose. You know how much that fucking hurts? Yep. Better than the ear. The ear sucks. No, ear I'm sorry. I will trade you ear versus nose because that cocksucker oh, went up my fucking nose and burned dude. some of my nose hair out. My tinnitus will fight you on that. Hey. Oh yeah. Hey. I feel you. Same. <laughs> it it never stops. It's like oh, it's terrible. So... You lay down at sleep and it's like having Luke next to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Constant you know what? Buzzing. I got something little poking you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have to ask, and this is nothing personal, but between on podcast and off podcast, what was your first impression meeting me? Because I have been told on and off podcast 
that it was quite an experience from every single person. I'm trying to remember the first time I actually met you. Was it at Harris Mountain that day? It was at Go Topless Day or the day after? Okay, at yeah, Harris. Go Topless Day where you rolled ducky on that rock trying to be super cool. I was like, yep. this kid's fucking annoying. He thinks he can shit. <laughs> His rig's garbage, but hey, he's kind of funny. He likes to <laughs> Every fucking time, I fucking love it. Jesus. That's perfect. <laughs> Keep it trashy, folks. Keep it trashy. So, Rob, how did you get into the three clubs that you're in? So... Well, it started, um, I was on a page more related towards overlanding, and I was approached by the so founder So, did you buy, to... like, the rooftop tent yet and all that stuff? No, or... I've never owned a rooftop tent. I like sleeping in my tiny little spring-summer tent all year long on the side of mountains in the snow and all that fun stuff. I have had a roof rack on. I had a roof rack on Lazarus for a while. That was that was a good time. And then I hit a tree with it at Go Topless Day on a blue trail and said, "Yeah, I'm not running a roof rack again." <laughs> yeah, the, uh, hey man, like my happens. roof rack is perfectly a okay. <laughs> a little bit like different. That, all roof racks die to the trees, and then they just never go back. I on. disagree, Graham. Your roof rack. Ain't gonna die to trees unless you done did fuck up. Well, <laughs> his roof rack's not really a roof rack, to be fair. Oh no, um, it's just it's a really expensive, well tied in roof rack. Yeah, there you go. Hey, uh, I said this I on my an... kayaks on it. Yep, I said this yep. on another podcast, but I was doing some work for a Honda Civic guy, and really nice dude asked me to weld up some exhaust for him, and he goes. You know, your Jeep's got a really sick roof rack on it. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably wondering where your fairing was. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I I was on this page and I was approached about, you know, starting a club. And I still, me and a couple other people started the New England Overland Wanderers and um, became an NEA club. And, you know, it was more geared towards overlanding and, then there was some um, differences in, in direction and views, so we split apart, and then we started STC, which is Stay the Course Off-Road. At this point, I was already in Backyard Built with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and STC, it's a, it's a milder club. You know, we like to, we have a lot of like, new people, people that are doing a lot of learning and understanding their rigs that have never had something like that before we got one guy jay martin who's awesome he's come out and done trips with us in his um full-size third gen ram yeah we met him no yeah and then he he got rid of the truck and got a four-door and watching his face as he's learning how much more this jeep can do than his truck ever did is awesome um so we we stick to milder things like that we've got a couple really capable rigs in the club but it's it's calmer then there's you guys who sean uh, was, was a friend of mine through the the overlanding stuff and he asked me to come out you know way back in the beginning of backyard built and uh i, I like to classify backyard built built as a more middle of the road type club like 
there's a lot of really good capable rigs that can go run some awesome trails and, and do really cool stuff. And, and, you know, you're all a bunch of really good guys to hang out with. And we always have a good time. And then, um, once the jacket was done being built, I got an invite to rockaholics, which is what I would say an extreme club. Or top yep. tier, yeah, know, I would A-list. say that the only club I can think of that would be a little bit worse than – or not worse, and I don't mean worse, but like harder trails would be maybe the Slayers. Yeah, so I, I would put both of them in about the same category. Um, there's not a lot of street vehicles left in Rockaholics. There's a few, <laughs> and there's some pretty gnarly well-built Jeeps, but what most of the Rockaholics are doing, it's – it's almost a it's all full buggy stuff yeah there's there's some (laughs) super gnarly buggies yeah man i give those guys credit like some of the stuff that i see todd and them doing is quite impressive um and i think one of the people local to me that's had the biggest effect that is i believe he's a member of rockaholics would be kevin that guy has done more to help me become at the level I am than a lot of other people because he can break down really, really advanced concepts and make them really simple. Yeah, also, Kevin's Timmy, a real good dude, and he's always willing to help. Also, Timmy. I have to give Timmy so much fucking credit. <laughs> that poor bastard sat there and helped me learn how to build a four-link. Wait, why haven't yeah. we had Timmy on this yet? Uh, we haven't had Timmy on this yet because Timmy hasn't said yes to coming on this yet. <laughs> we don't well, want him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we most definitely want him. It's just we got to set some Timmy time is up. definitely a very special person. He's a, he's a great human being, and he has a, a very deep well, well of knowledge, and he's got no problem sharing that with you. And, yeah, you know, you sit down and you talk to him like – I was there during the building of his rig and and watching him and going through it with him and like how many times he just played with different things to make sure he's getting it right. And he's he's talked some smack. He is a very very good smack talker and heckler. And yep. <laughs> so when he built that rig, he had to come up with that rig right. Otherwise, he was going to have to eat a lot of crow. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that thing's really sweet. I haven't. I was actually talking to him. It was it must have been a month or so ago. And we somehow we were got onto talking about his rig and how it. I, I I had never seen it. I've never seen it in person. I've seen all the awesome videos of it. I'd love to actually like see it do what it does because it just looks like it's a blast. Yeah, I really want to see him like hill climb, bounce it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. I, what is he I, running for tires? uh 43 mix or 43 mickey s or what are those the um i'm oh god brain please work 43 sticky mickeys like he said i forget the exact designation but they fuck yeah they're super aggressive they they grip are those those big ass lugged ones oh yeah boy yeah, that, that fits his style perfectly, though. I wouldn't expect him to go with anything else. Like, that literally... Either that, that or traps. Yeah, traps. Like, the wicked aggressive, like, comp traps. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> but one of, like, the coolest things was when we went... Like, they, we met up with them at uh, Harris. We met up with all the Rockaholics guys. And there was this old couple in this sick buggy 
And it was just it was like, oh, dude, his parents are fucking awesome. Oh, that's his parents, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Like seeing his mom get into the rig, she just gets in, puts a little helmet on, grabs on the steering, like the handlebars, and just looks over, and they just start going. I'm like, that's fucking badass. I was like, I want dude, that. Dude, I like, rode with cool. him at Badlands. I was cocked out of my mind and in a green haze, and we're just going up stuff that we had, like um damnate uh upper lower damnation is that the name of it or no what the hell is the name of that trail where it's uh it's like that vertical rock garden that goes downhill armageddon that's it armageddon not damnation close enough (laughs) (laughs) uh so we went up armageddon and he's just like casually talking with me about the coil over tuning as we're like bouncing up this trail and this buggy isn't even putting in work that right there was what sold me on the engineered suspensions as timmy called it yeah the best part is you wouldn't recognize his buggy right now he redid a whole lot of it this winter you know hearing stuff like that makes me very very happy though because like i just like seeing advancement around me it's cool oh yeah we there's a bunch of guys that redid a whole lot of stuff over the winter chris shinnemans he had the little sammy buggy that thing's awesome now he still flops it all the time but it's awesome (laughs) hey man if you're gonna do it do it right you push to your boundaries you find your boundaries and then you just keep trying to go anymore (laughs) <laughs> I will say this though, I miss Mini Berry because Mini Berry, I got to find the boundaries on that, and that thing was just as Graham had said on another podcast, that thing is super mobile and super fun. Yeah, no, for that... I think is I'll say it again. Uh this <laughs> as far as Dana thirty and eight and a quarter rear on thirty fives, you had that thing pushed to the limits for a budget build. It was uh Dude, when I was wheeling it like that. The total cost to build it was under twenty nine hundred bucks. Jeez. With with tires though. With tires because wow, I had traded Graham and I cut him a discount for my tires to swap, so mm-hmm. I ended up getting the tires instead of running the thirty seven Maxis because it was supposed to have the thirty seven Maxis on it, and I was worried about just eating that high pinion thirty alive. Which yeah, you would've probably would have. Yeah, you definitely would have killed that thing. But um, so then keep on, keep on going, Rob. Tell us a little bit more about yourself now. What else do you want to know? Well, what how how did you get into your job? Oh, I like. <laughs> yeah, this is a good story. Oh, this is a long path, though. Hey, <laughs> let's get walking. <laughs> I I've been working full time since I was twelve years old in the trades um home construction electrical for a long time in 2008 i uh was a finished carpenter was doing pretty good and uh i decided to take an entry level technician job at a shop and start chasing chasing my passion i've been a car guy since i was you know tiny i had older brothers that had cars and i always loved them so i went to work there at a small shop in west bridgewater mass and learned a lot and then um, inside my passion for cars is Jeeps. Like, ever since I got my first Jeep, I've been hooked. Like, hooked. I can't get away from them. I still love trucks, cars, all of it. You know, like, last year I had my little lowrider. 
<laughs> yeah, that thing was Fun cool. R.I.P. <laughs> I always had Jeeps, too. And um, I got an opportunity five and a half, six years ago to go to work at a shop in Taunton with uh, Michael O'Hanley's Auto. And I just started doing Jeep stuff. And then we grew and we were doing more Jeep stuff. And, uh, you Fucking know, JK guy. No, that was definitely more TJs and YJs and all that. The older you will always be the fucking JK guy. You will never escape that stereotype (laughs) for as long as I know you. We could be chilling at Windrock, and I will still be mocking you, even if you've got a tube buggy for being a JK guy. (laughs) It's all right. I'll accept it. And then, you know, shops have limitations as to what they can do. And. I started, you know, doing more and more and wanted to grow more. So uh, I had a conversation with Keith Keith up here at Ratchets Off-Road. And, um, you know, we worked out a job and I went back home. I gave Mike, you know, five weeks notice. And then Melissa and I... Five weeks. Five weeks notice. And in that five weeks, Melissa and I found a place to live and moved to New Hampshire. All oh, I'm no going to say on that note is I'm only going to give my company less than a week of notice. I'm probably going to tell them on like Tuesday that Friday I'm out. <laughs> well, you probably work for some turd company that no, you're just I, a number. No, I work for a small manufacturing shop and I run $15 million a year worth of product, but I'm just ready to leave my state. I don't blame you. <laughs> Yeah, um, small small shops where your boss is more than just your boss, he's your friend and close friend at that. You, you tend to be a little bit nicer when it comes to things like that. So they can replace you if they need to or they can schedule appropriately. Like you know, fair fair enough. Enough. We're, like right now Ratchet's is scheduling six to eight weeks out. Holy shit. That's awesome, if- dude. I have nothing but respect for what they are building. That they're one of the few shops where if I can't do the work, I am happy to send people up there to get a quote and get work done. Yeah, we got so we got some pretty cool projects that we're uh, getting close to wrapping up at the shop. We got an M75 for Larry that we uh, it started off as just getting um, some axles under it, and then well, he got a a cleaner frame so we frame swapped it redid the all the leaf spring suspension put it on cucvs converted everything uh, from 24 volts to 12 these. volt yeah it's on cuck these with 44 boggers oh my dude God. that thing is <laughs> massive did you see the pictures did keith post the pictures of when we flexed that thing i don't have flip? facebook no oh, I, I haven't seen dude this it's it's a big giant military 715 on leaf springs. And this thing, when we were lifting it with the forklift, we're like, seriously, it just kept going. I was blown away at how much flex this thing had, dude. Dude, will base to take this out to Moab. Travel. This it, he's taking it out to Moab, and this thing's gonna do some some shit out in Moab, let me tell you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um So I have to ask a question because, like, as much as I hate to admit it, Backyard Built has kind of become an extension of, like, my 
not my personality, but like it's a part of me now. Even if I fucking move, it's still a part of me. So what part of has all of us. been your experience in watching the club grow? Because I know that when I joined, it was like a little bit of a weird culture shock, but it was fucking an entertaining series. And like part of that led to what happened with Cody joining and like Graham becoming bigger. And like, what's your view on the expansion of the club? Well, it's growth. It happens everywhere. It, it, if something's going to prosper, it's going to grow. You know, whether yeah, it's your, totally your rigs growing up, you know what I mean, and, and doing more big boy things and then people, you, you bring in the right people. And that's one of the, the big things, you know, with all three clubs that I'm in is bringing in the right people that mix well with the group. And to be perfectly honest, with you in a club, <laughs> there's a limited amount of people that you can bring in that are going to blend well. <laughs> dude i get along well with everyone they just have to get past the autistic exterior <laughs> everyone, everyone gets along really well with you luke once they you know learn how to deal with you. but sometimes <laughs> sometimes luke at first is a little bit tough to take if he's having one of his days i'm sorry when i had cody to ask. And, when cody and um who was out there it was cody marvell Caitlin, Caitlin, and um, Jordan. Jordan came out to Ma Bell that weekend. That, that was, was a all... good fucking. Oh, and we had Ryan. That was yep. Ryan's first experience with us. Yep, they're all super eager and wanted to, you know, dude. How do, how do we do this? How do we do this? And it was awesome seeing people excited, you know, coming out and wheeling with us, and then being excited to become more of a part of it. And look at Cody now. Hi. Yeah, now he's in the <laughs> No, it, I mean, definitely Luke and Rob were like the biggest like pushes for me because I never really looked into what it would take to join a club and how much a club can really excel. Like, because I love wheeling, like it's been it's always been a thing that I want to do. So sorry, I just ran up the stairs, so I'm a little out of breath. Um, I went and got my ice cream. Um, you fat fuck. <laughs> so like, there's was... the unnecessary weight. <laughs> so it was definitely like it was a really cool thing for you guys to explain it, and then like me looking more into it and realizing like we go wheeling every other weekend. We have there like from what I thought was just like my main properties, which would be like Florida Road and then Ma Bell, has turned into pick a spot, tell us where you want to go and we can plan a day. Like it's just the fucking coolest thing ever. And then having a plethora of knowledge, just like, Hey, I, this bolt just fell out of my Jeep. Where does it go? And you'll have three dudes who'd be like, Oh, that's the inside bolt to your Dana 15, 1600 and whatever. Like, I don't know. just <laughs> and Like four people know and be like, Oh, you're dumb. You don't even know that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're uh, like Google, but better. Literally. Google with an attitude. Yeah. <laughs> it's Google with all the harassment that you crave. With less ads, too, so it's perfect. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes when you're dealing with Luke, there's a lot of ads. <laughs> but it, I'm definitely happy that I ended up, like, somehow managing to show up that day because I was... And the cool part, you were in, like, the supercharged JK, weren't you, that day? Yeah, that was, was the day I Colin wasn't... blew the ball joints clean out of his rig. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wasn't. That was a customer's Jeep that we had on display at uh, Gotops Day. I wasn't wheeling it that day. I wish I would have loved to have wheeled that Jeep. Yeah, you just left it at the bottom, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I actually left it parked on somebody's trailer because <laughs> it was tight <laughs> down there with all the trailers. You parked on mine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have loved to have wheeled that thing. He ended up selling that Jeep. He's got a uh, launch edition Gladiator now on 37s. That's pretty rad. Yeah, What's it's, the difference? it's pretty between a normal and a launch edition it was just a special edition when they first came out and the funny oh. part was a lot of people that ordered the launch editions there, there was thousands of them on the road and they were still waiting for their launch edition wow. Jesus. <laughs> well that you know kind of defeats the purpose of a launch edition it yeah it was, it's basically launch. A fully loaded rubicon and it's got some cool extra badges fair enough probably well, it'll be worth a lot of money in the future maybe or not so unless it runs out or, so yeah. i gotta ask uh <laughs> entirely unrelated to rob but graham how's your progress been because i know you've been like mutilating yourself trying to get that thing ready yeah, to go yeah i've been uh i've been grinding away plugging away um we're just about done with the floor literally after we're done recording this i'm gonna drive to beverly and the floor should be uh there should be metal over the entire floor and then it's just prep work for the floor so it doesn't rot out and moving on to the track bar so there's still a lot of work to get done uh it's it will get done it's just going to be a long friday i have a feeling i was planning on cody i was telling you i was planning on taking you know at least friday off gonna try to get thursday friday but i got stuff going on at work that just isn't gonna let that happen so it's just gonna be it's gonna be a rough so week. Just don't go. Damn adult responsibilities. Yeah, I know. Hey, the best thing that happened go. to me I'm was always, coronavirus. I'm always at work. Or the uh, best thing that happened to me was the coronavirus bullshit that's going around because that caught me a couple extra days to work on it. See, I don't but, have an excuse, really. I, <laughs> I mean, you could. You could just. I know have it's an the blue collar attack. off-road podcast, but I'm as white collar as it fucking gets. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm an imposter. <laughs> Graham, all you gotta do is call in and cough twice. They're gonna make you quarantine anyways. Take that. Well, I don't go. I don't go to an office. No, he works from oh. home. I sit. I work right where I'm sitting. <laughs> I've still got work on another monitor here. I, I forgot still about that. Work. Yep. So I wish I could work remote. That'd be pretty cool. It's got its pros and cons. You you wish you wanted you, you wish you could do it until you've been doing it for like a year and a half. And uh, dude, wonder. I don't know. Melissa loves it, man. We like we're camping and she's doing her work on the side of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, but, not not <laughs> to discredit Alyssa's work, work, but I've got to manage. I'm. I'm more than an IT guy, right? I do like sysadmin stuff, which requires me to have you know a decent internet connection sometimes if I'm remoting into machines and doing all sorts of stuff. So it's just not, yeah, it's not feasible to work from a mountain. Well, if I could figure it out, I'd do it. I'd hey, work from anywhere. Just wait for the uh, Telelink or Starlink or whatever. The yeah, the Starlink. I'd I'd try it. I'd try it. That'd Dude. be fucking cool. That'd be could you imagine sitting at Badlands with that view? Oh, and while and working, just working, yeah, yeah, for a whole yeah. week, You'd just go for two weekends, figure something yeah, exactly. out. Exactly, I'd do it. Let's go. I'm down. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll just use hand tools. I'll go work up there. <laughs> hey man, all I've been wrenching with is hand tools. 
Yeah, so how I'm is sorry. the progress on yeah. the Jeep, Luke? So the progress on the Jeep is entertaining. Uh, me and Cody were sitting down at the shop. I think it was, what, Sunday? Because yeah. I know that we had just been shooting on Saturday, and that was cool as shit. Um, but on Sunday, me and Cody were flexing the thing out. We realized my coilovers hit the frame, and that started a whole downbound spiral. You can ask Cody. We cut the frame in, what, five minutes? Mm-hmm. We're looking at it, and he's like, well, and I, well, we're both sitting there looking at it. And we're trying to decide on like how we can make it work. And I'm like, yeah, you can outpour it a little bit more. No, it hits the tire. Okay, okay. Um, you can put it underneath. Okay, well, that's adding more lift, more lift than you want to do in the front, so it's not going to really line up. And then I'm like, you want to just notch the unibody? And he kind of looks. He's like, I. No. He messaged me, and I was like, just French it. That was the first thing I said. It was French it. Well, I think it was a mixture of like four different people going, "Hey, do this. Hey, do this. Hey, do this." And then Luke is like. Fuck it. Literally, I broke out the Sawzall within like two minutes of the conversation because Cody was sitting there going, yeah, you're just going to have to chop the thing up. You're like, yeah, just French them. And I'm like, I don't have a choice. Fuck it. Sawzall comes out. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, this thing is structurally compromised. Let's build some three sixteenths reinforcement and away we fucking go. So, um, because of the Corona apocalypse or whatever the fuck you want to call it, I had some spare time and I, uh, I got both sides Frenched. I cut probably two inches into the unibody and then plated everything with three sixteenths to reform the unibody rails, welded all that stuff in. And today, for the first time since September, it's sitting on its own weight. That's awesome. Nice. And, you know, you get to that point where stuff gets in the way, you really only have two options. French them in or back half it. I am so <laughs> tempted. Dude, I cut the other side today, and, like, I'm cutting the passenger side out, and I'm just, like, I'm watching the saws all cut, and I'm like, that's rust. Just that keep going. Ain't- <laughs> that's not metal that's just oxidized crap Fuck. <laughs> so i ended up taking i found a piece of uh one and a half by two and a half c channel and i just cut that and i like welded that into my inside frame rail where it was still good welded it into the bottom of the unibody rail and then i put my plate up against that so I actually have a solid mount on that side for it, but it's like, dude, the passenger side rail is just gone. It's stupid then. I measured it in one spot, and it's 35 thousandths. The side rail is fucking, I forget what it was, but it was like 90 thousandths, so it's basically just like rotting the fuck out, and I need to just cut it all off. Do you not have rear stiffeners? I do. I didn't it's, see him in the picture. So you're so. saying it's stiff and soft at the same time. What is that, a semi? Yeah, it's a semi. Um, It's got the DBO, dirt-bound off-road, stiffeners on it. And I cut right through them and f- used the stiffeners themselves okay. to weld okay. the plates in. And then I welded to the floor pan as well to tie them in. So they're tied into the inside of the frame rail, the stiffeners, and the floor pan. 
Cool. And those are Frenched. It's sitting on its own weight, and it's sitting about two inches higher in the rear than I wanted it to. But I realized that when I add the one and a half puck, when I pull the front axle out, probably at this point, probably tomorrow, if I can get the transfer case and transmission back in there. Um, and yeah, we're just, it's gonna, I don't know. It'll be okay, but it's not right. It does need to get cut off behind the um, four-link mounts and rebuilt. Yep. So. You might you be do? at that point. I am you... at that point, but at the same time, with the fact that um, I put in three applications this week, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time in this season between everything else to do that so that might be a next winter project where are you looking would... to move to west virginia or tennessee country roads take me home so yeah like... something like that <laughs> we, we've, we've been saying that the whole time that's like a couple months yeah, don't, yeah. Don't west virginia. don't get cody started don't get cody yep. started please hey i'll, I'll try drive, drive faster i hear banjos <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i want in all honesty, just because... A banjo? <laughs> yeah, we can get you a banjo. No, I mean, I want to hear banjos on my drive home from work. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Cody, uh, you need to just sit on the side of the road <laughs> as he comes home from work. I don't know how to play the No, you pluck you pluck a fucking banjo. Jesus, you uncultured white collar swine. Don't you yeah. know how to pluck a banjo? He doesn't even know how to pluck a banjo. <laughs> oh, no, it's I'll... just um I wanted to move and like where I'm looking at moving, uh, both spots are really close to the Hatfield McCoy trails. The spot in Tennessee that I'm looking at is an hour from Windrock. Um, where in Tennessee are you looking? Like around the Cleveland area. I have no idea where that is. I know where uh, it's an hour from Windrock. And Pigeon Forges. <laughs> it's about an hour from Windrock. Oh, that's uh, not bad. North. Oh, okay. So it's right at the base of the mountains, and uh, there's a couple of shops hiring for what I do. So I'm really excited for it. Um, that sucks. I'm going to have a really long drive if I need something machine, huh? Not really. There's this beautiful thing called UPS. Well, that's no fun, and I can't heckle you while you're doing it or help. <laughs> well, first of all, whenever an there's electrician tries too. to help, I have problems. And second of all, the heckling does not improve the finish of the product. All it does <laughs> is make me want to throw it across the shop a little bit more. And thirdly, there is a Richie too. Richie got a baby. He's he about to drop off the face of the earth. You're sure. goddamn right on that. <laughs> no. Ask me how no. I know. I've had two of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you need to shut up. You've got something. You got a little ball of fuzz that you can sit there bouncing your leg with for an hour and a half and it'll be quiet, but give it like another fucking year and you'll be in the terrible time period where you're mm. just off the face of the earth for the next fucking nine years. So if you wanted a little buzz ball of fuzz to cradle in your lab, you could have gotten a cat. Or a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
No, I, I'm, I am, I, I'm I am actually that in the so process good. of uh, trying to set up a date for everyone to come down for the uh, weekend. That's going to be a good time because your property is definitely something else. Rob, we got to get you out there. Uh, it's going to we... be sad, though. I'm going to be in the JK. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it'll still be okay. That is going to be sad for the JK. <laughs> it's got RCBs. It'll be fine. Hey, I wheeled the JK at Field and Forest in the snow. How bad can it be? Uh, I uh, think these properties at, like in comparison. Have you been to Field and Forest? Slick have, was. Let's put it this way: the half the Rockaholics guys looked at one of the hills and was like, "That's retarded." So fantastic! It was. It was dope. It, I mean it. If you go, it'll definitely put a fire under your ass to be like, shit, there's another property that's fucking wild that I can be like, I fix I, my shit. Hands down, one of the biggest things that uh, made me really excited to have Rockaholics down for the first time was Mike Craig uh, saying that he was really happy yeah. with the property. Yeah, I got, I got a bunch of good feedback from them, and the fact that Zach wasn't bored is pretty awesome, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. Yeah, oh, sorry. Go on, Graham. There's a lot of hidden stuff there, too, that we haven't. I don't even think we've looked at. No. Right? And the other There's thing the is. Second, the second cut we did, that whole lower ledge, I didn't even know that was. Like, that there was anything good in there. And then we cut mm -hmm. the, the crap out of the way, and you're just. It's like, wow. Now there's three, four lines. Yeah, there's. All uh, of which are pretty interesting. One of the hit. lines that we cut there, I managed to get my front tire about four and a half, five feet in the air, just like fucking teetering through. <laughs> nice. Good oh, times. Yeah. Well, oh, it that's doesn't... the far left one, right? Yeah, the far left yep. one. Yep. That's a fun one. It doesn't look too bad, but then you it get in there. It doesn't look bad at all, and then you're in there, and you're like, oh my god, my door is about to scrape the fucking tree, and my roof yep. line is what's supporting me. <laughs> okay so keep the jk away from that one yeah no but and, it's a, it's a few just, blues there kind of uh, and just to well, let you know rob everything started out as a quad trail everything oh. there also when it was first cut was a green or a blue and now they're in black or red territory well yeah. that's how it goes you start running them and no, you, like, you get a little get bit of three rigs up and... there and it becomes gnarly because his property's on a hillside and it's got a massive water table to it so everything's slick as piss too oh yeah, yeah. so the the main thing is my property is a is is the side of the mountain but it's all glacier deposit rock i didn't so... even know there was mountains in connecticut yeah. There are actually. Uh, the highest heard... point is four thousand nine hundred feet above sea level. Ooh, not bad for being on the coast. That ain't bad at all. Yeah, I heard so... there was gentle rolling hills in northern Connecticut, but that was about it. Northwestern <laughs> Connecticut is down to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Richie's Hill is uh, not gentle. Uh... <laughs> um... You know, Todd, uh, I forget his last Master? name. No, I don't think it's Master. I think it's something with a TH. But that dude went Tom, up in Todd there. Tom. And that dude, yeah. we were winching his cage with a snatch block with Zach's rig. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was so wedged up that his cage was caught between two trees on its side. Nice. On the side of I a hill. I can't believe he actually tried that. 
Dude, that guy gets balls of steel credit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Todd's down to try stuff. We were at a property over in um, Hinsdale. And it was, it was an uncut property. It's called Bear Mountain. By the way, best maple syrup you'll ever taste comes out of the place. Did you know that's 500 parts maple to, like, to, you have to boil down 500 gallons to get one gallon of maple syrup? Yep, I did. Um, I was well aware of that. I PJ, worked at the owner. Uh, oh, sorry. Carry on, Rob. Uh, PJ, the owner of Bear Mountain, um, we he's showed us all around the sugar shack. Every time we've stayed there, he's fed us breakfast with his maple syrup, and he's got a bourbon barrel maple. It's uh, it's I don't remember what he does, but it's infused from bourbon barrels, and it's freaking delicious. But he he told us all about it. I've seen like he showed how he makes everything and it's it's pretty damn awesome so when i was a younger kid uh, i worked at a place called flanders nature center well i didn't work i volunteered but they would make maple syrup and i remember when we were doing and this is like when i was 12 or 13 before i started working for my aunt but um they would do the maple syrup runs and that was just insane because they had over i think it was like a thousand gallon steel tank with burners underneath yeah we would just dump the tree or the maple like before it became the maple syrup so uh the sap yeah we would just dump the sap into that and it was like we would be pouring 55 gallon barrels into it to try and keep up with the evaporation rate and it was just i remember it being like an almost mechanical process for how quick yeah. we were going with it it's nuts and feeding the wood he burns some like 40 or 50 quarter wood something ridiculous like that in maple season i believe that it. he has to that he has That's to cut split and season dude like it's nuts That's a lot they used um <laughs> propane burners where i was because they just couldn't keep up and they had two of those uh i forget what size they are but you know they they're about the same height as you like a they're about a six foot tall tank by about five feet wide i'm not sure what it would equate out to for gallons yeah i think they're a thousand um for propane and they were just cooking that stuff constantly like it didn't stop i remember that it just went on forever. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, less about maple sugar. I was just going to say, I'm sure. a little surprised I'm on an off-road podcast. We're, going we're talking about maple, maple syrup. syrup over here. It happens, dude. I talked about pickles for a solid 15 minutes once. It was incredible. Hey, we all got to eat. And if we're going to eat, we might as well eat good. Exactly. I can't argue with that. But to bring it back to off-roading. Hey, Rob. Um, so I've got a 140 over 225 in the rear of my Jeep. And the ascend's sitting about two inches too tall. So do you think that by the time that I get done adding the tube work that needs to be added into the rear of the Jeep, add a hatch into it, add the sheet metal, add a gas tank, and uh, fill it with fuel that it'll settle down more than an inch so I can get the front and the rear level? How much weight are you adding? Honestly, I couldn't quantify it because I'm just not sure as to how much is going in there, but I'm building the subframe over the four link out of one by one, uh, 120 wall tubing. And then I'm building the 
uh, fenders out of the same material. I've got to add the tube that goes through the back where the taillights are on a Cherokee uh, to the rear bumper. To 325 pounds. Yeah, uh, I would say it's going to make a significant difference, and you could always make slight adjustments with your preload as well. So I backed the preload adjusters off, so there's about one inch of thread, so I could maybe drop it a total of an inch, but even then, that's still going to be... Well, you want to get all your weight on there and see where it sits first. Okay. Yeah, also... So... There is no better way to get the right spring rates than to use corner weights. My problem with getting corner weights is the hatch that was on there got crushed at Roush. Like, uh, you can ask Graham, that was an entertaining experience. But my hatch got mangled in that after it had already been mangled at Kish's. So that's just been sitting on the side of the shop waiting for scrap. And um, I cut a shit ton out, and I need to add met metal back in because there's just no way that I could make that cabin livable right now. Yeah, you just get everything built so that way it's as as it's done, and then get the scales and get your corner weights. I didn't we quite have that luxury. I had to guesstimate. <laughs> so it's one forty over two twenty fives. No, I'm what, no is ex a, what is a corner weight the, do for so you? you? Your scales. Oh, okay. You, you scale for each you corner. Get the weight at each corner. Gotcha. Oh, I, know a guy. I know a guy that owns a scale company. I can help you out there, Luke. I mean, that'll be fine and dandy once it's rolling, but right now it ain't rolling. Yeah, yeah so right now you shouldn't worry about it because you're not at the point that you need to worry about those springs. Okay. You can, you can guesstimate and you could potentially calculate it all out. It but all it takes is a little bit of variance in what you're doing that your plan changes slightly and then now you have to redo all that. So get it all built, then see where you're at and go from there. But we have to take in consideration none of that's going to matter because he's just going to try to throttle through everything anyways. Right. So, hey, all I'm going to say <laughs> is that even with 14s in the back of that, I'm amazed with how much that thing flexes. I can put my yep. tire almost into my window. Nice. And that's so. saying something with how far up the uh, the tires got cut to the window. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Like, the only person with windows I worry about is Graham. Every why? damn time. <laughs> Smash! <laughs> well, 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 you obviously have not seen me at my own house. Yeah, it was entertaining. Kish put a stick right through his window without even trying. It was a twig. I, I bounced <laughs> off my windows at my house. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Dude, what's at my house? I don't care if I make a mess. Dude, what are you talking about? Also, you're talking to Cherokee owners. You expect some kind oh. of glamour and fucking instead you get fucking white trash on the trails. That reminds me. Rob. Yeah, you you had a Cherokee at one point, didn't you? I did. I did. So we're so we're still fucking cheating. We I was just, <laughs> I was like, you know, we're, I'm proud of us. We finally got a guy who doesn't own a Cherokee on the podcast or hasn't owned one previously. Hey man, I got OJ's twin on here, and instead of having OJ's twin on here, we got next Cherokee guy. But we still cheated. He had a Cherokee. The ninety-five XJ. 
Ooh, good year. That's a good five year. Su- five speed. Did Ryan nice. have a Cherokee? Ryan yes. did have yes, a Cherokee did. at one point. I did not know that. Were you not here for that? Were no, I was not. Oh. That was kid stuff. Oh. He's been bouncing yeah. between being here and not being here because of kid stuff. Wow, yeah. Richie, you don't listen to our podcast? Wow. Fake, I'm a little bit <laughs> sorry. Jesus. That's fucked up. Well, that one, in his defense, that one only just came out recently. Maybe he just hasn't had time. Yeah, let me just. Come I, I think oh, I'm right okay. Shoot the guy that set up so. auto upload. <laughs> uh, he just, did, he just did that to bump the numbers, so you think that you got that many people listening. Uh, <laughs> hey man, I'm proud of us. We broke fucking 1,250 downloads. I'm super proud nice. of you guys. Like when you honestly, when you guys told me you were doing this, I was a little bit skeptical. I'm like, hey, we'll see how this pans out. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I'm, I'm. It's not a great podcast, but we're sticking with it, and it gets better every time. We're sticking with it, good or bad. <laughs> good or bad, it's getting done. The people who have listened to it that I've talked to, um, they say that it, our the quality's improved. So I'll take that as a win. Nice. So well, growing things, like you know what I mean. You guys started out doing this. And oh, we had no. Like, you were like radio talent. <laughs> nope. Oh, I have not a major radio though. <laughs> you have a what? I have a face for radio. Well, good thing it's a podcast. <laughs> That's a fact. I know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not here for my brain. I'm here for my good look. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, th- think about it, though. We've been at this. This is now episode 26. That's seven and a half or six and a half months 25. or so. No, you're right. 20, 26. No, this is 26. That's no, six and that. a half months. Well, I would hope really? that we would improve wow. in that time period because otherwise <laughs> we're just bad. <laughs> it's, it's just weird to say that we started this whole project half a year ago. I'm happy it, that we transitioned it to an open conversation base because, like, if you listen to episode three, it is horrifying to listen. <laughs> oh God! I went back and I listened to it, and I'm like, I wouldn't listen to us we, if I got. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> well, what about discarded episode two? Oh, oh god that was brutal that was yeah. like that hey. was bad hey man <laughs> at least we realized it didn't work and we've been improving on that like yeah you know but you guys go told back and listen to them all now oh like, no i have no, oh, yeah. to to the first couple they're not worth it oh i'm gonna listen well, I mean, to them anyways no, they're kind of cool I, I don't know well, the first on. couple had some charm, in my opinion. Well, let also, we didn't know what we were doing. But let us be self-absorbed. We talked over uh, Rob giving us our compliment, so keep go- keep going. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, c- continue complimenting us. <laughs> I-, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, you guys squirreled me. <laughs> oh, God. All I'm gonna say is, hey man, the Nettos are about to be back out to uh fuck off, Cody. <laughs> fuck you and your ugly ass Nettos, they're dumb. Hey, I'm I'm just excited for the uh the break and run, Luke. No, you have stickies. Run your stickies, you pussy. So here's my problem with that. You call me the JK guy, but you've got the tire of every JK in the Northeast. Literally. <laughs> across the whole county. Uh, country, not the county. Country. Every fucking JK driver. I got my nittos. 
<laughs> hey, hey, how many JK people have you seen take the Nittos as far as I've taken them? A few. Go to the Eastern Jeep Safari, you'll see hundreds. Yeah, hundreds. yeah, yeah. literally Sorry. hundreds. But okay, come out and run fucking Kish's property or FNF. I have to step back a tad because at least Nitto has a 40 inch tire that is it, open to the public. I don't know if they sell stickies that are open to the public, but grabbers stop at 37s. So I. Nitto also has a 42 now. I uh, know. open to the public. I got to give it credit where credit is due because that's cool. The other they're, thing they're I got to say tire, is they work, they're predictable, and they have really good road manners. And that's the biggest thing for people that also, drive. Also, I've got case backs. So, the case backs do fuck. I mean, they're ridiculous. I've broken more rims than I have blown tires. Well, maybe if you bought a real set of rims. No. I'm just going to refute that with don't no. Don't know me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, do you know how many sets of fucking Super Duties I can go through before I have to... Dude, it would be like all of them. twelve. Sets. How are you? How are you having rim issues with your rims with forty-inch tires? Are, are you talking about because the steelies? No, I'm talking about the steelies. I'm talking about my steelies have been going strong for two years, and if I didn't have a new set sitting in my garage, I'd continue to use them. Well, I bent that one at Roush. <laughs> that one's just fucking tacoed, and it doesn't even run true because I got the I've ass got one end that's up. An old... I was able to jump. Or I was able to back, lift the front so up. So I don't have to feel it. Sorry, it's beautiful. Me, With so, the front end jacked up, you can spin the tire, and you can watch the tire wobble because of how I bent the rim. Oh, okay. <laughs> so on the topic of tires, this is a, as you can see, we have a little bit of a combat, com, I don't even know, whatever. We like to argue about um, Would you say that's a meme? A word, that's why I didn't say it. Um, <laughs> combativeness yeah, is yeah. most definitely a word. Combativeness? Yes. You added two ending. Let's talk about the tires. Anyways, uh, yeah, again, I didn't go to fucking college, all right? Uh, I dropped out because I got a 25 in a math class. Anyways. Um, I went to a fucking tech school. Anyways, combativeness. Um, you work in the off-road community. You know, you work a... You, uh, don't, don't, don't ask that question. There's what? a line you don't cross among friends. Uh, I, well, we're going to have to learn that line because I don't know if I'm going to cross it. So, what is your personal favorite tire? And oh. what do you hear people liking the most? He did it. Also, oh, what is the tire too. that you have to deal with the most for being the worst? Yes. Uh, probably, I'm going to guess, is BFG Alterains. So... <laughs> I have I have my own personal feelings about a lot of tires from experience of my own and hearing from other people. However, there's a lot of really good tires out there. BF Goodrich All Terrains are the worst things on the road in the snow, hands down. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay. I hate All Terrains so much. <laughs> uh, Mike is absolutely in love with his Maxxis Razors. Yep, he fucking yes. Yeah. yeah. He, yep. You know, it's just it's he loves them, and they're a really good tire. They do really well off road. They do. They have really good on road manners. Like they're a really good tire. But it, tires is subjective. Mm -hmm. There's so many variables that go into what tire is right for you. What are you doing with the vehicle? You know what I mean? Like it's 
how heavy is your rig? Do you, so there's so many variables. So on that note, um, I think part of the reason I like my Nittos as much as I like my Nittos is I definitely made a very slight downgrade in traction compared to the traps that I had ran before. But I took a upgrade in sidewall strength, and to me that was a good step. It wasn't a negative; it was a positive overall. Yeah. And I mean, how low do you run your tires when you're off road? I run the fronts at eight, and I run the rears at like five and a half, six. It's a daring move without beadlocks. Ah, uh, dude, two wraps oh, of gorilla tape, and that's it. On Super, Super Duty, Duty Steelies. Steelies. I've never had one pop off the rim. They or, no, that's not true. Only you when I'm stupid. On wood. <laughs> only when I only when I'm dumb and I slam the passenger front tire into a rock really hard does it come off. Uh huh. But it came off. Yeah, once. And then the Maybe. other only other times it's because it's aired down too low and the sidewalls all well, or the the edge is all mangled and sharp and it bites into the sidewall and uh, kills it. See, Rob's yep. talking crap, but he wheels on rocks. So, like, IROCs are the dumbest fucking tires ever created. They work. No, well. no, 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 no. We can't shit on IROCs because my spare IROC saves me so many fucking. It saved me more times than I can count. It's not even the right size tire. I made money on my IROC, so I guess I can't really talk that much shit. <laughs> I don't, so, so there's a lot of hate for IROX out there, mm -hmm. but if you're not running a sticky on a trailered rig, they're a reasonable all-around tire. And their road they're managers not, are not bad. I, I just keep me the hell away from road managers <laughs> with any bias ply tire. <laughs> Mine did fine. I ran my and highway yeah, pretty often. At, 15 minutes after you start driving, they do fine, but they don't, 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 don't. Oh, yeah. Until <laughs> they warm up. I'm thinking more like jumpiness or like inability to take bumps while kind of not necessarily noise. Fuck noise. Every no, mud like, tire is noisy. They, the IROX hold up. They, they do all right in the snow. They do, they do all right everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't, they're not great at anything anywhere. Unless you're in Moab, and then every tire is great because it's sandpaper traction. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yup. But Pata like, sucks. what's that? Pata sucks. Pata sucks. In the Northeast, but yeah, they're yeah. great everywhere else in the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, but ninety of tires are great in other parts of the country. Northeast wheeling is very unique because of our our everything's moist always. Mm. Hopefully, I just triggered somebody listening by saying moist. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you did. So now that boils down to the age-old question. What is your favorite tire? Oh, I I honestly don't have one. No, come on. Come on. Oh, I don't. You are, you're, I, selling I really your don't. Current, you're selling your current IROX, correct? They're listed for sale, yeah. How much? Uh, $17.50 with... A whole bunch of double bead locks with them. So if anybody's interested in a set of what? 42-inch IROX on uh, trail-worthy recentered H1s, double bead locks. Nice. One full spare wheel and one parts wheel. 1750 hit me up. Or hit, hit one of us up through, the, um, through whatever, and then we can get you connected to Rob. But So that means you're selling yours. So at yep. some point here soon, 
you're going to be in the fucking market for some tires. What's it going to yep. be, boyo? 40-inch reds, 42 reds, <laughs> uh, 43 red, SXs, uh, so, MTs? Honestly, I'm super torn. And it is probably going to be 43 SXs or 42-inch reds. And it's yep. all going to come down to budget or if I find a sweet use set. I will not hesitate to put a set of 40-inch KR3s on my rig. Like... Mm-hmm. I'm poor. I'm a blue collar dude, just like the three of you, not Grant. <laughs> <laughs> so when I find a good deal on a tire that's going to do work, any sticky's going to work better than my IROX. Well, that's why I picked up that set of red labels. I'm not even a huge red label fan. I would have much rather have had a 43SX, but it just wasn't in the budget, and I don't have the rig for it. I watched Chris and his 43SXs do phenomenal things in the snow. <laughs> and the first time I saw 43SXs in the snow was on uh, Josh Jessamay's heavy-ass ZJ. And I was like, damn, these <laughs> things work. And they do. They're a great all-around tire. In the dry summers, are they the best tire to have? Probably not. They're heavier. Hmm. You know, you get the extra weight. Um, red labels work, period. End of discussion. Red labels work. There's, I'm not a red label fanboy. I, if I had sticky traps put at my door, I wouldn't hesitate to run those either. So it's, it's, it's subjective, and my answer comes down to budget at that time. Well, the thing for me that did it was that I could buy the red labels for 800 bucks with some tread on them compared to any other sticky. If you're going to buy any other sticky at 800 bucks, you're not going to get a set of tires that have tread on them at all. I would debate that, but you also run in more advanced circles than we do. I'm talking Facebook marketplace. Yeah. So I, I'm in a couple pages on facebook that i maybe see some things you guys don't but nothing crazy there's really good deals out there sometimes but the biggest thing is you got to be ready to pull the trigger yeah right then and there yep. and you've got to be like watching that shit when when you're ready to buy tires like if you're looking for a used set of tires have the money have it in cash so you can fly someplace and pick them up real quick or have it in your paypal so you can send somebody money instantly Mm-hmm. because good deals don't last well that's like with my set of reds the guy said hey man i'm gonna be coming up through connecticut in a couple of days uh okay here's 50 bucks as a down payment i will meet you at the ferry with 750 bucks wait you have a set of red labels kicking around yeah i bought a set putting, of reds and you're putting nittos on your jeep thank well, you yes thank I, you. I, I street no, no. drive the jeep Putting Nidos on the Jeep. Oh. He's had the No, 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 no. This is, this is, we've talked about this before. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. You get oh, a little trailer. Lamp. You put your red labels on the trailer, and then you drive to the trail with your trailer of red labels, and then you take all your wheels off, put the red labels on, and go well, party. There's, there's no, that. We, we were actually telling to you to wheels. do that, Graham. Well, yeah, I know it was me, but I don't have red labels. Luke does, so he's got to get them. Yeah, like, we were telling you to get What the some. hell? Keep the nittles for the street in the winter, and then run your red labels in the summertime, and well, that stop was being the plan. a fool. 
But I still like the Nittos, and I'm not going to change the Nittos out to go to Brookridge. I'm not going to change them out to go to Harris. I'm not going to change them out if I'm driving it to Mop L. Because okay. I've ran all the obstacles there on DOTs. I can do them on DOTs, so why not do them on DOTs if I want to drive the rig? Yeah, if sure, I don't want to drive DOTs. the rig, I'll put the <clears throat> stickies on it. But yeah, I've got a set of four red labels and i might be buying two more <laughs> so you can have six tires that are going to sit around and collect dust and not do what they're supposed to which is make you exactly. drive over stuff yes now you're and finally understanding it and it makes sense it makes perfect sense um, when he has to put his uh one of the red label spares onto his rig it's <laughs> gonna help him so much <laughs> like, or he's gonna snap that stub shaft over and over again <laughs> You know it, I know it, we all know it. Let's just accept it. <laughs> oh shit. So I've accepted it and I'm gonna offer you the same amount of money you paid for those tires in six months and they'll still be sitting there collecting dust and you'll say no and then we'll have this conversation all over again. Alrighty, well, it seems kind of like we're slowing down a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say I gotta, I gotta run to Beverly, so uh, yeah, so I, I gotta go do baby stuff. And uh, well, it never fails. The conversation gets a little tired. Yeah, yep. well, we've been going at it for almost two, two hours. hours. Yeah, how, damn, wow. How did that joke be let go so easily? Uh, that's terrible. It went over that's my head. It's probably, it's probably an old man joke, you know. That's probably yeah, one, one of those. You know? So, on that <laughs> note, joke. I would say that uh, giving Graham's drive shaft problems and giving my coil over problems, uh, keep your shafts hard, and uh, I think that's about it. Dusty. Oh, you know it, I know it, we all know it. <laughs> <laughs>